Hey, football freaks, it's Alan. Just want to take the time here to let you know that this week's show is brought to you by Pretty Easy Podcasts. If you're thinking of doing a podcast, there is a way for you to do a show without having to become an audio editing master, a production whiz kid. You can just go to prettyeasypodcasts.com and get your own personal producer at a very, very low cost. That'll be someone who can guide you, assist you, help you out with whatever you need, get your podcast off the ground. If you have an idea or a topic you want to talk about on a weekly basis, a daily basis, it doesn't matter. Go to prettyeasypodcasts.com. Get started today. Take some of the hassle of starting a podcast off your shoulders and let the audio professionals at Pretty Easy Podcasts help you out. Pretty Easy Podcasts is where podcasters go to get their shows recorded and posted with a complete podcast studio at their disposal. Record from home or your office or anywhere, really. Pretty Easy Podcasts caters to your schedule and gives you a producer for your show at your beck and call. Go to prettyeasypodcasts.com, sign up today, be heard, have some fun podcasting, and don't let a lack of technical knowledge hold you back. Go to prettyeasypodcasts.com today. This is the future. This is not the past. The new XFL will kick off in 2020. If you smell what the XFL is cooking. It's still football, but it's professional football reimagined. This is our moment, our story to tell. This is history begun. This is the XFL! Welcome, football fans. This is the week of December 8th, 2019. This is the road to 2020, and this is the XFL show. I'm Alan. I'm Jake. And I'm Bryant. This week, we got uniforms, and mini camps have begun. This is episode 99. We got full gear with only nine weeks till kickoff in 2020. This was one of those weeks that a lot of us will remember, especially, I'm sure, Jake, who made it, uh, uh, made sure, made it a point that this week he wasn't missing this show because this is the moment you've been waiting for in particular, huh? Yes. Can can we just, you know, skip everything and, and get right to the uniforms? Oh. Can we get a little out of order this week? Are you kidding? Out of order, Jake. Just, oh, my God. I've been waiting. Out of character. 99 <laughs> weeks for this. <laughs> Probably more than that, actually. I've, I've heard rumors that this is a gift that we should not be, you know, oh, we should be very thankful oh, that we got this gift. Is what gosh. I mean, we will. You don't have your... If you don't have your Christmas tree up yet, you might as well not even put it up. <laughs> we will be getting to uniforms, Jake. It will be a good, crisp discussion about the uniforms. I promise. But this show, it's episode 99. It was the week we found out what the helmets and jerseys would look like. It's a week where minicamp started. So we have to jam-pack this episode full of content. Not only uniform talk, but we've got two. Not just one, two good, crisp interviews. This week, I spoke with head coach, general manager of the St. Louis Battlehawks, Jonathan Hayes. And Bryant, 
You spoke with quarterback of the LA Wildcats, Josh Johnson. I, I was hoping we'd give the Battle Hawks some shine, but then you go ahead and say, oh yeah, by the way, I got Josh Johnson. I'm going to dim their shine just a little bit here today with, with the better interview. No, but great with, to get both of these guests. It's going to be a great interview. Alan, I want to go back real quick. Uh, Jake, you're so overwhelmed that you didn't even get in your catchphrase, my friend. Maybe you should say that right now real quick. Uh, we're closer than ever because jerseys are finally here. Helmets, <laughs> colors of socks. I know people you know, either won or lost a lot of money on, on prop bets about sock color uh, <laughs> over the past week. Uh, I don't know about oh. I don't know if socks are official just yet, Jake. I'll believe sock color once we see uh, the players take the field in just nine weeks. But what a show we have lined up today! So uniform talk amongst yep. us. We have two interviews. You'll be hearing from quarterback from the LA Wildcats, Josh Johnson, and head coach, general manager of the St. Louis BattleHawks, Jonathan Hayes, who will be discussing getting his team assimilated and ready at mini camp. In St. Louis this week, all eight teams have begun their mini camps. We're going to dive into those as well and all the little pieces of news and, and notes you need to know from around the league as we get underway. At XFL Show is where you follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And uh, the YouTube is a fantastic place to go as well because, well, last week we had Sam Schwartzstein on the, on the show, Bryant, talking about the football which I've been tossing around all week long. I got my Battlehawks ball. You got your Guardians ball. Go Guardians, yes. by the way. Excuse me. Go Guardians. I love saying that. <laughs> but our Sam Schwartzstein interview from last week is up by itself on YouTube if anyone wants to check it out. It really is. There's a lot of great content up there, Alan. Like you say, we always uh, splice this show and put it on the YouTube. So go check that out to catch uh, what Sam Schwartzstein said about the entire process of putting this football together right now. You know, I have the football in my hands, and it just feels like a lot of work went into this thing. Jake, I'm sure uh, we're going to be able to play catch with this someday, but it, it's just go, go Guardians. I mean, it's, it's a lot of work that went into this. Uh, so go check our YouTube out to go hear our interview with uh, Sam Schwartzstein. So that would mean that if you have your Guardians ball in your hand, Bryant, then that means you're on duty. That's their hashtag. <laughs> hashtag on duty. So if I'm on duty, so I'm on duty now? Anytime you got that ball in your mitts, yeah, you're on duty, man. Well, I mean, I guess when I'm sleeping, I'm on duty because I've literally been like cradling <laughs> that thing as I go to bed just to make sure no one you know, comes and takes that from me. <laughs> what was that, Jake? I said that's good practice, too. It is. It is high and <laughs> tight. Fumble through while you're sleeping. It's really pretty cool. High and tight, baby. Also, <laughs> uh, instant reaction uh, to the uh, uniform reveal. We, uh, th we did that. We had a show. Brian and I... As soon as the last jerseys were revealed, the L.A. Wildcats jerseys late night on Tuesday, we did a show live on our YouTube channel, and that's also up on our YouTube page, as well as the podcast feed if you want to hear what we thought about these uniforms right away. Now we've had a little, a little bit to think about them some more. I've changed my favorite jersey uniform scheme probably 20 times, Brian. I don't know about you, but that instant reaction show will forever be there is what we first thought about those beautiful uniforms well we didn't just go through the uniforms and the helmets and the home and the ways and the, and the shoes and the socks we also talked about the presentation uh from from what the the teams did to actually you know display these uniforms we talked about what la did how great that was because uh, you know they put a lot of effort into into having a ring announcer there and, and introducing all their players with the jersey so it was a lot of fun so go check that uh live episode it's also available on the podcast uh platform so if you want to check that out there as well 
or there's some cool graphics uh, to check it out with on YouTube as well. And we really appreciate all the feedback everybody was giving us during that show and afterwards as well on the YouTube channel and at XFL show on Twitter. That was a really fun night of interaction with all the football freaks out there looking at those XFL uniforms. And then also uh, this past week, we've been busy. We did another uh, bonus show on Patreon where uh, Jake, you, me, and Vince, we got together, talked about our favorite things about the XFL so far on this road to 2020. The the best things the XFL has done. And we uh, threw some stuff out there, but really talked a whole lot about that TV deal and I guess the concept of time. Yeah, we did. We are talking about, you know, our favorite things that we've seen so far. Of course, this was uh, pre-uniform reveal. So, uh, that, <laughs> are that, you going to change yours now? <laughs> <laughs> that was not in there. We also talked about what we thought was, uh, you know, the smartest decisions that the league as a whole had, uh, you know, that they've made. So, of course, yeah, that's all up there on the Patreon for those of you that subscribe or are thinking about subscribing. Yeah, and if, if you want to get all that extra content that's all on the Patreon, check it out. Uh, it's absolutely uh, awesome if you want to give to the show. It helps us just you know dive deeper into uh, coming up with content for you. So we're willing to do it, and we love that you back us, and we appreciate all of our patrons and anyone who gives us a, a look-see there. That's patreon.com slash this is the XFL show. Bryant, you might have been the busiest this week because not only did you do all of that, <laughs> But you also had a get together with some fellow LA Wildcats fans on Monday. Yeah, Alan, it was it was pretty cool. I'm not gonna lie, it was a lot of fun. Uh, the the LA Wildcats held a, a kind of a closed door event with some of the the diehards that have been at all these all these meet and greets that I keep telling you guys that everyone should be going to uh, to, to kind of get a feel for how the fans are, are doing, what they're thinking, how excited they are about the LA Wildcats. So it was really cool. I mean, that never in a million years that I think I keep saying that about all the things we keep doing with the league that I think I was going to be at the corporate office of the LA Wildcats sitting there talking about fan engagement strategies with the team. So that was really cool. It was great to see everyone, Heather, uh, Lisa, Steve, uh, Pete, everybody there that was, that was, that I've seen at these meet and greets and to actually interact with them in, in a somewhat, you know, informative way. They cared about what I thought. They cared about what everyone that, w- that was there thought. So it was, it was cool to, to sit there and, and just enjoy the night and talk about some football and, and fan engagement for sure. That's awesome. That's a, uh, that's going on in all the cities uh, and they're inviting fans to to interact and give their input. Bryant was a part of that in L.A. It sounded awesome. I'm jealous. Uh, but I did get to co- <laughs> talk to the coach of the St. Louis Battlehawks this week, and that's going to come up here in a little bit. And, oh, my goodness, the rivalry between him and Winston Moss is a real thing. I can't wait to hear what you say, what he, what, for you to hear what he said whenever we talked about uh, his, his rival there, the Winston Moss. Well, I hope it's nothing to the point where I will, will uh, I will not uh, be talking to Coach Hayes after this because we all know I'm on Team Team Moss here. So whatever Team Moss says is is what I'd be going forward. I, I'm kind. Of, I got to start being a little bit neutral. As much as I love Moss, I, I'm, <laughs> I love Hayes now. I'm, I'm a big fan of Tressman, Pep. I mean, we've, we're getting all the coaches on. It's I, I'm almost put put myself in a corner, Jake. I don't know if I'm going to be able. I'm going to be like you and not have a team, maybe come February or we might be the opposite. You might pick a team and then I might have to back off rooting to be an unbiased media observer. Yeah, it's difficult. Uh, you know, you're getting very close to a lot of those, uh, head coaches there and, you know, you're going to have to break some hearts, I think, but I'm going <laughs> to let you make that decision. No one's going to blame <laughs> us for being fans. I don't think so. 
I'm I'm hyped up for those Wildcats because they look like on social media, especially in that presentation, like we talked about with the jerseys, uh, that they had a good time there. And that team is all about some fun. Uh, Winston Moss has a crazy atmosphere there. Jonathan Hayes seems like he has a really, really in, uh, intense and, and well thought out philosophy you're going to hear about. And I cannot wait to hear what you talk to Josh Johnson about, Bryant. That's going to be really good. That's all coming up here shortly. We need to tell everybody about this Patreon some more, though, because, oh, my goodness. Whoa, Nelly, is there a bunch of extra stuff on there that if I wasn't a part of those shows, I don't know if I'd have enough time to keep up with all those shows we're putting up on there on Patreon, Brian. Well, don't say that, Alan, because we want people to go over there and enjoy all the content. But it is hours worth of content that you can go and check out at patreon.com forward slash this is the XFL show. Alan, you mentioned the bonus episode for the month of November that you, Jake and Vince went through. There's also great content that we always put up there just for fun because it's times when we just have ideas and then we put them all on Patreon. So that's where it is. Don't forget our weekly. This is not the XFL show as well. Also, interviews like the ones you're about to hear from Coach Hayes and Josh Johnson are already up there before we actually put them out on the regular podcast. So don't forget to check that out. There's a lot of free content up there as well. So there's really no excuse for you not to go there. It's patreon.com slash this is the XFL show. A lot of good stuff there on Patreon. We have so much more. And oh my, look out for a ranking show. That's right. Our official one through eight. Each of us will go through our favorite uniforms. And those arguments, those ranking shows always get heated, always entertaining, at least for us to, to do, hopefully for you to listen to, and check out on patreon.com slash this is the XFL show. But if Jake is ready to power through the cover too, it will get us closer than ever to talking about the uniforms, Jake. But we have some <laughs> other things to discuss before then, if you want to get to it. I don't want to skip the cover, too, because there is important stuff in here. So, yeah, let's get to it so we can get down to, you know, what everybody came here for. Yes. 25 seconds. The uniforms will come soon enough. But first, the cover, too. Going for two. Go for two and the lead. Mini camps have begun. And what does that mean? Mini camps have begun. That means the work has begun all across the XFL players reporting to mini camps becoming a team the the first time these players are getting together and doing team activities and really some of the first things they did was witness the revealing of their jerseys which i thought was a really cool way to kick things off for the players that's kind of a a bonding moment you saw a lot of these teams have bryant uh where you know they all laid eyes on what they're going to wear to battle each and every single weekend together for the first time that made it a little bit more special the way the league did it i thought yeah Alan, it's it's kind of cool because a lot of people had thought that why are the jerseys not coming out why is it taking so long jake excuse me jake even himself was like you know, I'm waiting for jerseys. I'm waiting for jerseys. And it's nice to see that the league has a reason mm-hmm. for waiting that long. And it's to build this team unity. You know, yeah. they all got to see this. Together. They got to interact with each other. It was kind of cool. A cool little moment for all eight teams. Uh, some of them doing it really cool in ways like the LA Wildcats did. Yeah, it was basically like the opening night of mini camp for all of them. They had these dinners and the reveal, and that was cool. And then after that, the mini camps 
begun have begun and they're essentially jake i mean i don't want to say they're underwear olympics but there's no contact they're just out there doing you know the strength and conditioning stuff and learning playbooks but uh, this is the early portions of what is the team building the important stuff training camp is when the you know the contact starts but i mean especially for teams that are brand new this is a mini camp unlike any mini camp you're ever going to have again because it's the first mini camp yeah, so you're you're saying nobody was out there pushing the sled this time. That's that's uh, gonna happen uh, in the Lone Star State. There might have been sleds. I didn't. I think I might have seen some some images of sleds being pushed, but no pads with you know no co- physical contact between players. No, uh, you know, taxi squad going against first team offense or anything. This was just you know guys in roll- seven on seven. Yes, this is Vince's dream. Yeah, you're right. Um, but <laughs> mini camp is really cool because now for uh, the next week and a half or so, uh, these teams are going to have their mini camps and they're going to prog- they're all happening in phases really uh, for the teams where they're going to be closed and a lot of the strength and conditioning and early portions of just becoming a part of the team, assimilating, signing contracts, getting physicals, all that stuff that went on this week. And then they'll progress, and the media is going to be given availability. Fans will, will become a part of it. And they've already put out kind of the schedules for all these teams. And they mo- most, if not all of them, include chalk talks with coaches, football and ticket giveaways for fans, charity drives by the players, uh, getting involved with the community. Oliver Luck is hitting these mini camps as well to interact with the teams and their fans. And all across the XFL, this is happening at the mini camps. So these are fan friendly events. And they're all going to have their own unique spin. Uh, LA's in Vegas. Dallas is right now at Arlington High School, their temporary home before they go into their new stadium. And the word from Dallas, though, guys, I thought more than any other mini camp this week was just uh, the the most. If you're an XFL fan or especially a Dallas Renegades fan was kind of made you have a, a slight sigh of relief because Bob Stoops was there. After weeks of speculation and, you know, a lot of hearsay when it comes to open college football jobs, particularly in Florida State, Bob Stoops was the indeed there coaching his Dallas Renegades with a, and gave a few quotes to the media. One that really pleased me, Bryant, where he said, people say a lot of things that aren't true, so I'm used to that in reference to the Florida State job. And he had a lot of cool things to say about his team, basically saying that he's got a lot of good athletes there. He's treating them all like fifth year uh, seniors and he's going to, you know, work with uh, well oil, well uh, conditioned athletes who know what they're doing. And he's looking to help them improve his players. And he's looking to scratch that itch uh, in coaching again in the XFL. Yeah, that's, it's so cool to actually start like this is the pre pre I forget what we actually decided to call it, but to get this ball rolling is so cool because you have like the media scrums, and you're talking to coaches about certain things and, and asking them questions. So it's really cool to to have Bob Stoops, you know, talk football and talk about strategies and, and how he feels and what he's thinking about actually being back on the field to ask Norm Child the same question during a summer showcases, right? These coaches are now this is kind of what they're waiting for later. When we talked to Josh Johnson, he talks about anticipation. I told him, man, we've been doing this show for 99 episodes. Of course, anticipation is something that we're looking forward to too. So it's kind of cool to see that actually start rolling out with some of these coaches. So uh, Jake, I I know uh, Vince isn't here and he's the one who always says, I can't believe Bob Stoops is, is coaching in this league still every week. But I think 
now more than ever, it seems that Co Bob Stoops is a coach in the XFL. He was there wearing a visor, coaching his team. Yeah, you're right. I I I always expected this. I I don't think he was going to bail. I I mean, did you any of you guys legitimately think he was going to bail for Tallahassee? Uh, I mean, when it comes to college, the, the college football, and the way these universities can lure a coach, I I never say never. I will say there were some nerves there, but it looks like Bob Stoops is here for the Dallas Renegades. And uh, I, either way, I think I think we all can agree, Jake. No matter what, that team down there is ready to raise hell. Yeah, you you got that for sure. Uh, the visor is there. Hopefully, those players are just you know they could be starstruck right now, but whenever it gets you know time, they get down to business. Uh, you know, it's like Red Foreman says, it's called work. It's not super wonderful, crazy fun time. <laughs> the mini camp is, <laughs> is exactly that. That is exactly uh, the, the, what I'd be preaching at these mini camps, Jake. I love that. That's exactly true. And uh, actually, if you might, if you look at the Tampa Bay Vipers and what came out of their camp this week, you might think that that place is, is not only a place where they're doing work, but they are actually like battling already uh, because – Mark Trestman told the media after minicamps open that all positions basically are up for grabs. That That is a, uh, an intense atmosphere you're cultivating when you say something like that as a head coach, Brian. No, yeah, but we we also expected all the coaches to say that. They're not going to say that half the positions already accounted for on two days worth of minicamp. Uh, so it is a, a, a position that we expect all the coaches to take. Uh, although I do actually do think that Trestman means it because I think he's evaluating every single player uh, including number uh, pick 70. Hey, all, all the way down to pick 70. Uh, let's go to the Seattle where uh, arguably maybe the, the most accomplished and best player in this league. I would, for a lot of people's money, Keenan Reynolds, who is an, an all-time Navy great, uh, he claimed that uh, Jim Zorm's playbook looks very familiar to the playbook he had with the Seahawks this past summer. And, uh, you know, he got cut from, from that team and went back to work uh, in the Navy Reserves, Jake. But he's back up in Seattle, and uh, things are familiar for him there. So it's that's kind of interesting when he says that. You wonder, will the XFL uh, Seattle franchise, the Seattle Dragons, look similar to what they're doing with the Seahawks? I don't. I can't imagine. It's, it's football, Alan. I mean, maybe the, the football similarities in general are just going to be there, but I, I can't imagine. With the, Jim Zorn had nothing to do with the Seahawks this last season, right? No, that's that's what I'm I'm interested <laughs> to see why Keenan Reynolds would maybe, say something Maybe he like saw that. lines with arrows, X's, and O's and thought this was the same playbook. I, <laughs> I, I can't imagine why the, the playbook's exactly the same, but it is football, so maybe there are some similarities there in general. Yeah, that's a interesting quote from one of the players there at the Dragons. Uh, who have, oh man, as of right now, uh, my favorite helmet, I'm going to say. But that might change by the time we get to uniforms. What about the word from Vegas, Bryant? Uh, the LA Wildcats are there. Coach Moss said, hit, quote, they got changed and dressed as quick as I've ever seen a team transition from street clothes to workout gear. I'm very pleased with their attitude. I mean, that's something you heard around the league, uh, how these players were just like so geeked to just get out there and even exercise because they just want to get on football fields, a lot of these guys. Yeah, and, and our interview with Josh Johnson, you're going to hear a little bit, is kind of is a testament to to exactly that and how these players are dedicated and, and want this more than anything. Uh, I think the passion behind some of these players is, is just incredible and, and pretty much 
outstanding, Alan, too. They also uh, kind of word out of Vegas, if you didn't see it on Twitter, is they're going to have a big fan event on Sunday, uh, December 15th. So make sure if you're out there or you want to go out there, go check that out. A lot of details are also doing mm-hmm. this cool giveaway for a paid trip there. So uh, they're, again, engaging the fans wherever possible. So go check out their Twitter uh, to get more information on that. But I will be there uh, next weekend for their mini camp. So uh, say hi if you are as well. And never, the- never has, has anybody seen a team so eager to do jumping jacks and toe touches <laughs> as these Wildcats. <laughs> Well, the the thing is, these these last weekends of the mini camps, they're all across the league. They're doing cool stuff for the fans. Uh, and like in New York, this is maybe my favorite. Uh, on December fourteenth, it's a, a fans day. Fans come to practice day, and it's at West Point at the Military Academy. Jake, I don't know if you've ever been there or seen it, but I, I've I've gone actually hiking across the Hudson from it and looked across. It is so beautiful. It looks like the coolest place to go watch a practice even. And also all the stuff that's going to be going on. I believe Oliver Lux there that weekend. New York will be practicing December 14th. The Guardians at West Point Military Academy. Uh, that's definitely worth the trip, I would say. Uh, in Houston, where training camp will be held and starting on January 4th, uh, they started on Thursday. And I'm just, I'm telling you, I'm waiting for the first word. There's nothing yet. But I just cannot wait to hear what people are saying about the quarterback situation there. Philip Walker, Connor Cook, something we've talked a lot about on this show. And actually, Bryant, this past week, I was walking around the Pitt campus here, University of Pittsburgh. And I re- and this kid was wearing my XFL hat. And this uh, college kid said, hey, uh, the XFL, I'm excited for it. Philip Walker is going to be the MVP of that league. Straight up told me that. <laughs> and I said, I said I could see it because he's going to be June Jones's quarterback if he could Aww. beat Connor Cook. If he could beat, Connor I thought you were going to say Chad Kelly for sure. But uh, okay, that, I, I, well, I, would, I missed your answer. <laughs> that Chad Kelly still got some issues to deal with, and he's still on. He's still on the Colts. Don't forget. So <laughs> uh, that's pretty cool. That's that's kind of cool. I wear my hat around town as well too, Jake. I don't know if you do, but it's pretty. Uh, nice when people recognize and want to have a conversation. I was trying to work the other day. I was at a warehouse trying to fix some computers, and and the, one of the workers there wouldn't stop talking to me about the XFL. I was like, oh, "This is oh, a lot I of fun, man!" But I I got to fix a computer. Yeah, yeah. I work around town. You know, I still have people, uh, you know, asking me where I got it, and just you know, unsure about uh, you know the league coming back. So uh, yeah, a lot of people asking about it, at least in these parts, and it sounds like for you too. It's a fun conversation starter, and that was cool to see someone call that out for the Houston situation. Over in D.C., uh, the hype is real. If you go to XFL.com or just the Defenders uh, Twitter, there's a really funny, awesome, really cool um, video of Pep Hamilton like doing drills with his players. Remember, he was on this show talking about how fast his team was and how he couldn't wait to get get them out there to see their speed and and how you know their their energy. He was kind of feed, feeding that to them with his own. He's out there, you know, doing everything they were doing on the field for the first part of minicamp. And then I just saw the the just most intimidating, I'm going to say it, picture of two quarterbacks I've seen so far. Tyree Jackson and Cardell Jones just standing there in their jerseys. Something about that made me just say, man, they've got like two legit QBs in D.C. that I would want either of them starting for my team. Maybe. Bryant, we've said trades will happen eventually. Tyre, I could see Tyree Jackson putting it out there as trade bait somewhere down the road. We talked to some people at the league offices where we thought that 
that their strategy would be to draft as many QBs as you can and use them as trade bait later on. So definitely expect that. But you're right, Alan, two legit quarterbacks out there that I, I think I ranked DC's quarterback situation number one uh, behind, oh, maybe number two behind Houston, but still uh, number one uh, pretty close there with Tyree Jackson and Cardell Jones. And then the word from St. Louis, we're going to get a lot more from the Battlehawks camp, but they started in Earth City there in Missouri in the, at Rams Park, formerly known as Rams Park. It's now Battlehawks Park, if, and it is uh, where they will be holding their mini camps. Coach Jonathan Hayes uh, has a, a, a big quarterback room, three legit QBs. I could see any one of them starting. We'll get into some of that here in just a moment with our good Crisp interview. But, uh, Jake, what do you think about – the Battlehawks taking over the Ram- all the Rams' old stomping grounds, even their practice facility. Uh, I think it's theirs now. I, I I think you know they should be standing outside saying this is our house now. Yes, a- and it is I- unless it. unless somebody wants to take them up on it. It's beautiful. It's beautiful, and uh, yeah, that's the word from the mini camps all around the league. So much happening as we speak, and we're going to try to keep tabs on it all. This is now where it's going to get to the point where we're going to just have to pick out the best parts for the show because there's going to be so much information coming in. And two the shows. the yeah, two probably shows. two shows, maybe, <laughs> maybe multiple shows. The feed is getting hungry. Our, our podcast feed is getting – it's, it's going to want a lot more. So be on the lookout. But with mini camps underway, the cool thing I noticed especially, though, my favorite thing about it all is that if you could – if you just Google now any team's mini camp – all the local media and all the markets, newspapers, radio, TV, everybody's covering these mini camps all across the league in all eight cities. Bryant, that's a beautiful thing to see. Alan, uh, I will say this: many, many moons ago, when when the XFL was first, you know, still an infant, you said to me, and I'll, and I'll never forget these words because I said I was going to use them on the show one day. I cannot wait for the day where wrestling websites aren't the ones reporting on the XFL. And it's like, we've slowly gotten away from that. And now it's like full fledged local media, local markets, local news stations, all talking about these XFL teams. It's really is a beautiful sight to see uh, something that we waited so long to get to, but now it, it just seems like a normal way of life. And not to mention ESPN and Fox, both, you know, covering it all as well. We saw Pat McAfee doing some cool stuff on social media with the testing out the XFL football and uh, th- that is, in terms of the media, just going to help the league grow even more in terms of visibility. And we've talked about that a whole lot. And you're seeing it exponentially uh, grow each and every single week in terms of coverage. All right, let's go for part two of our cover two this week and do a bunch of news and notes. Quick look at the upcoming league schedule as well. Camps will end the 18th and 19th. They are underway, these mini camps. So the weekend before the holidays they're going to uh, the league will take off. All the teams will reconvene in Houston January 4th through the 22nd. Full contact. That's the preseason, baby. That's going to be going down January 4th. And in the meantime and in between time, teams are now out there putting playbooks in and developing their players and you know doing all the things that football teams do and signing free agents. The defenders signed one this week. Former quarterback from Georgia Tech and JMU, Vad Lee, who I believe was at the D.C. Summer Showcase, if I'm not mistaken, Bryant, uh, signed as a free agent with the Defenders, so he'll be joining Tyree Jackson and Cardell Jones in that quarterback room. 
Yeah, much more talent, Alan. We're still not to January, so I'm not going to give you your props yet. But you said that these players will, these rooms will continue to evolve as players uh, either do not be, participate in camps or or no longer available for camps. The XFL is going to have this revolving door of more and more players uh, signing. So always stay on the lookout for those types of announcements on Twitter, on on, on Facebook, wherever it is that they put them out. Players signing and also players going maybe to the NFL or in this case retiring. Ryan Broyles who we all said, wow, good pickup there uh, late by the Renegades, former Oklahoma standout when he retired, when he, or when, excuse me, when he left the NCAA and went to the NFL, Ryan Broyles, I believe had the most receptions ever. <laughs> so a uh, pretty special player. Uh, had some injuries though in the NFL, fell out of it, and then was going to get back into the XFL. But according to a tweet from Joe Hoyt of the Dallas Morning U- News, uh, Ryan Broyles will not be joining the Renegades in camp or at all he's retiring from the sport of football and uh, this actually does not come as a surprise because uh, as i was diving more into this jake i was saying why would such a prominent player a guy who's going to play with a bunch of his former sooner buddies not want to be a part of this uh, ryan Broyles' super successful real estate career uh, after nfl injury sidelined him the guy invested a bunch of money and he like runs and owns a bunch of properties all over Oklahoma and other places. And this guy's doing pretty well. So when you look at that, it's not hard to believe, but still unfortunate. The renegades are losing one of their wideouts. Yeah. But there is a lot of money to be made in a, you know, strip malls. If you're doing it the right <laughs> way, plus who wouldn't want to wake up and, you know, and not have their knees hurting, their shoulders hurting, their backs hurting, their necks hurting. So, you know, whatever this individual wants to do, Yep, so Ryan Broyles, uh, the Renegades, if he does decide to come back, we'll have the uh, first right of refusal to to potentially bring him back in the fold, but we'll see how that develops. But just another instance of, you know, the the, the preseason is underway, and as, if, as in any preseason, any professional league, players will come and go. Rosters are being carved out, literally. P- players are being added and removed and leaving, and the teams are forming identities as we speak. And... Uh, it's it's super fascinating to watch, especially because it's a startup league. Anyway, rounding out the cover too, Brian, you said you've got a special tweet to discuss before we finish up here. Yeah, it's something new that I that I brought up on and I put it out there on Twitter and I just wanted to bring it up because someone did respond with something kind of interesting that we haven't talked about in a long time. So I just wanted to bring it up. I did ask the, everybody out there on Twitter at XFL show uh, with episode 99 is upon us. What are some topics you want us to cover this week? Just just to get it out there. And someone did bring up, are they going to make an XFL app? And and I know we haven't talked about it in a while. We said it might have been something that they really wanted. There hasn't been any talk about it now. Is it even necessary at this point? Uh, it's as a football league that is way down on the list, I think, uh, when it comes to priorities. This isn't a tech company like some other spring football leagues, right? This is a football league, so you worry about the football first, and that sort of stuff comes later. Ideally, you have an app, but if that if the resources or the uh, time and energy just can't be put into that direction just yet, I don't think it's detrimental because, oh, yeah, these games are going to be on ESPN, Fox, and ABC, so <laughs> that's that's going to go a long way. That's exactly what I was going for. Jake, how do you feel that you don't have to open an app on your phone and stream it to a device? Well, yeah, of course, for watching it, you know, nobody really wants to be using 
Well, I mean, there are good apps on your TV, but, you know, if you have the big television deals like this, of course you don't need one. But I mean, I, I don't know. I remember you, you both talking about, uh, you know, being able to see up to the second stats, uh, biometrics on the apps, betting on the apps, fantasy on the apps. So, I mean, is that something? Yeah, and, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but I thought that's something that you guys were talking about that would interest you. I want fantasy for sure. Um, but that can come with a partner. I don't know if you team up with DraftKings or Yahoo or whomever. I mean, you are on you're on ESPN, uh, so maybe that platform, fantasy wise, can be of service to you. Maybe you can work out an agreement there. I don't know, but you don't need your own app to do that. I don't think the NFL had their own fantasy games for a long while until you know they started getting into the digital game, and uh, that's something you could. Uh, I guess, you know, get a third party or a partner to help you provide in terms of the fantasy game, in terms of betting as well. Um, the only reason I would really want an app is, yeah, to just have a, a, a one-stop place. People on their mobile devices could go and check out their team's rosters and buy tickets and buy merchandise. That's why you would want an app is basically putting your website into an app, but telling people go to XFL.com I think is – is fine for now, Jake, but I definitely am concerned about, uh, you know, fantasy and betting uh, being offered to fans in some sort of form or fashion. You're right on. They're, they're, I couldn't remember the, the last time I opened the NFL app, to be honest with you, so I don't know how much and how high of a priority that really is, but I just wanted to bring that out there as a tweet from uh, Rich04Real on Twitter, so thank you, Rich, for uh, for taking that the time to tweet at us to just have this mini discussion really quick on uh, on mm. an XFL app. Oh yeah, that's a that's a discussion. You you want to talk digital? What was his name? Rich. <laughs> Rich. Rich. You want to talk digital, Rich? I, I could talk digital all day long on a on an episode for so that might be a bonus show or something on the feed coming up uh, shortly. But yeah, we, we keep our eye on on that stuff for sure. The XFL is putting out cool content on XFL.com. Um, and, and, and the jerseys and the, and the merch and all that's there too. So you're able to do that. And that's, what's important for now, but we all know fans are clamoring for in season stuff and that in February, hopefully will come. All right, Jake, did you know that right now, as of this moment, we are closer than ever to discussing uniforms. Let's just get to it. Not quite yet because. At the final hour, before we all got together to talk about uniforms, Bryant and I, with our persistence, and also because the league is so <laughs> kind to us and all the teams are so awesome to us, we scored not one, but two awesome, awesome conversations, interviews, guests for this week's Good Crisp Interview segment. And Bryant, I don't know if you want to rock, paper, scissors first, or you know what? How about I give you the the floor first because I I'm greedy and want to hear what you talk to Josh Johnson about. <laughs> uh sure. I'll 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 hit the the ground running first, Alan. I, I really just wanted to talk to Josh about, and he was so gracious with this time uh, coming back from minicamp. I only I really just wanted to talk to him about why he chose the XFL over other opportunities that may be in front of him. There's a lot of news uh, the last week or so about why and and why he chose the XFL when if the NFL came a calling what he was going to do. So it was really cool to get into that conversation. We talked about how minicamp was. We talked about how Coach Moss was as well. A lot of information. So we'll, we'll recap it very slightly when we come back here. But but take a listen. A lot of good information, a good perspective from 
from a, an NFL QB that's going to be part of the XFL. Yeah, he's got the experience. He's been coveted this season in that league, and he is now with the L.A. Wildcats at minicamp in Vegas. Here it is, part one of our Good Crisp interview this week. Josh Johnson, quarterback from the Los Angeles Wildcats. Good Crisp football. Hey, football fans, Brian here with Los Angeles Wildcats quarterback Josh Johnson. Josh, welcome to This is the XFL Show. How are you? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. Awesome, man. So right out of the gate, I'm just going to ask you, what made you decide to join the XFL? Um, it's a great opportunity. I mean, for a guy like in my situation, where people try to write off based on your limited opportunities. You know, they try to put you in a box because of your age and not really look at your ability. And, you know, this is that opportunity where for guys like myself who just need that right opportunity to, you know, showcase themselves the right way and under the right situation, and I think this was, that's what this is bringing for a guy like me. So I think it made sense, and that's why I'm here. Perfect. And you talk about that opportunity. Let me ask you this. How do you weigh that opportunity with playing in the XFL to perhaps, you know, being signed by an NFL team throughout the season or something like that? Like, how did you weigh those two options and come to this decision to join the XFL? Um, obviously, the, the, the play style will be the same. It's pro football. Schemes, we got NFL coaches, are. I mean, our, our NFL coach's resume here in L.A. speaks for itself, uh, the amount of experience these guys have. And then, you know, when you just putting that on, on national TV weekly, I mean, I think the football experts and analysts, I mean, if they, if they cover football, they're going to be looking at us and see who's there. I mean, look at what happened in the other league last year. A lot of those guys got signed. Because, I mean, you just see once you get a guy, you can actually see him playing. That's how you can really evaluate. A lot of guys, we don't get seen because you don't play. You just bounce around and be on the roster. You do practice squad or you're a backup, so you don't really have a lot of exposure. You just get that opportunity in preseason, which is maybe a quarter, to really try to make a career out of something for yourself. And this is something that's different. After college, you know, you get 10 games. We're we looking to have 12 out here. And then uh, it's on national TV, and then it's the X's and O's. It's post-style X's and O's. So if, you, if you're really legit, I think it'll speak for itself. Yeah, man, that's that's well said. Uh, Josh, you're one of the few assigned QBs, so tell me, how excited are you to be a part of one of the largest markets in the XFL with the LA Wildcats? I'm really excited, man, to be back in Southern California. Uh, uh, I haven't played down in that area since college. And then uh, me being from Oakland, now I get to, you know, that's only a quick four-hour drive or an hour flight for a lot of my family and friends. So I think they're excited about the opportunity to get to see it. And then we all, like you said, I mean, we're in Hollywood, so, you know, you can make a name for yourself out there. I'm not really tripping off that. I'm caring to play football, but I'm looking I'm looking for us to do big things. And, if we know, if we do big things, I think Hollywood will take care of the rest for us, and then we'll be on the, we'll be on the scene. And it's just us just keep, you know, doing our part on the football field. For sure, man. Well, we're, we're having this interview a few days into minicamp. Tell me how's it been so far, uh, you know, down in uh, Las Vegas. Well, it's been real. Coach, they, we've been grinding out here. I don't know about everybody else, but we didn't we didn't ease into this thing. We came out here to work, and we putting that work in. I mean, we trying to really do something out here. That's been a tone that's been set. That's been a tone that we approach. We've been taking every day, and uh, our body's sore, but it's a good soreness because that means we get better. And so that's what our main focus is: is keep winning the day and stacking on these days. And then when it comes time in February to go, we're gonna be ready to go. That sounds incredible, Josh, but I'm not sure if your career path has ever crossed with that of the Wildcats head coach, Winston Moss, before, but, I mean, we've had a few chances to hang out and speak with him. He's been a guest on our show before. How's it been working with him so far? Oh, Coach 
Coach Monster is intense, man. <laughs> so he brings it every day. He's a straight shooter, which I like. He's real. Keep it solid. And, you know, he's he all about football. He's all about football. And he allowed every guy in this locker room to be their self. He creates a fun environment for us. But it's a competitive environment. He's challenging us every day. And, you know, based on my experience now as a football player that I've been playing for a long time, I think he's he's doing his part to create that right recipe for us to go out here and be successful. So we just got to, you know, everybody got to buy in. And like we all doing right now, and just, you know, take it one day at a time. Yeah, he just seems like the perfect guy to like play for, right, and play with. He's been a character every time I've seen him. He, he just seems like a great guy to, to play for, for sure. Most definitely. I mean, his in his experience being not only a coach but a player, it helps, you know, because he understands. He gets it. He understands what, what guys go through, and he understands what we need to do to bring it. And, we'll, you know, and I think we all know good. we all on the same page on what, what we're trying to get done. So nobody's complaining about nothing. We all just here working. Well, the XFL this time around is approaching this inaugural season a little different than most spring leagues in the past, uh, going by the model of it's football, but it's different. Uh, before we talk about some of the on-field changes that they're making, they made some huge strides this past week, you know, with the new football and, and these pretty cool-looking jerseys. Uh, what do you think about the aesthetics that the XFL is putting in place to feel a bit different than other professional leagues? Um, I think based on the situation of them trying to, you know, it's the first season, and, you, and obviously it's a you know, it's a, it's just like a startup business. I think they're 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 providing us with with the with the best things possible for us to go out here and put a great product on the field. Our uniforms is <laughs> I like I got there in my Oakland charm, they smack it, they wet. And I was I was really excited to see them. I know I'm gonna make mine. I'm gonna make that number eight look real good. And you look at tell just everything. The new helmets, the jerseys is, is a one. So I think they're doing the best that they can to present us on the field the right way considering this is a startup and it's nothing really mapped out and everything is kind of we got to build this thing out as we go so so far i don't have no complaints you feel me and everything is been smooth and we we here to be able to do what we do best without any other distractions and that's 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 a plot to them because they you can tell they really map this thing out and got it organized the best to their ability yeah man they're doing a lot off the field but soon the XFL rulebook will be out, and fans will get a glimpse into what to expect on the field. Without divulging too much, how do you feel about the change in pace the XFL is going for with this shorter playcock that we keep hearing about? Um, it's going to be interesting because I'm—I mean, you know, it's, I'm used to getting in the huddle and and having 40 seconds, and and really sometimes you have too much time. So I think it's going—it's going to obviously pick up the tempo of the game. And that that has an offensive player. I think that that helps us. That plays into our advantage. But uh, we'll see. I really, honestly, don't know. So that part will be new for me. But I mean, we're doing a good job. Of, you know, with with, well, with the time we have been here so far, of ironing out the details every day. Everybody's been open about asking questions and and really trying to you know and, and also implementing different strategies. It's not all just about the quarterbacks and the coaches. The linemen might have an opinion. The receivers might have an opinion. The running backs. And as you know, as we keep continuing to get these rules, I think as athletes will adjust and we'll be fine. Well, if people good. have already done it before. I think we'll be fine too. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> you know, it's, it sounds good. It's kind of a great way to approach it. I mean, both sides of the ball have to adapt to any rules that are put in place, right? It's not just offense. It's not just defense. People just got to play football. Right, and I mean they they already tested it in the spring league, so I mean I mean I'm pretty sure they ironed out things from a rule standpoint as well. And then it's just our job as players, you know, to get to get on the same page with our coaches about what makes what we feel will be most effective for us. And I'm pretty sure they had a very team to team. But I think right now nobody's stressing it. We just 
more it's more of an anticipation thing and actual worry about it you know yeah, I, trust me, I know, man. We've been 99 episodes of, of this show have been happening. We can't wait till kickoff. So I'm with you on that anticipation. Thing for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone, I'm here with LA Wildcats QB, Josh Johnson. Uh, the Wildcats kick off their season on the road in Houston, Saturday, February 8th. But the home opener is Sunday, February 16th at Dignity Health Sports Park. Get your tickets today at XFLWildcats.com. Josh, good luck during mini camp, training camp, and all the way through the season, man. I'm sure we'll be talking to you some more soon. Thank you. And one note, one note to, I mean, all potential fans, the affordable prices of the tickets. I think that, I mean, I think that's huge. The fact that you can come to a game for twenty dollars, that's that's uncommon, and a lot of people don't get to experience that. So, I think it, it makes it an opportunity for everybody to come out and really experience this. And it's going to be some real football. So don't knock it before you try it, because I know people tend to knock things because it's new. But I would say don't knock it before you try it for all these fans out here. See, that's the kind of stuff I love, man, because I, I wasn't going to ask you about the tickets and when in NFL or any other work, do you hear like players talking about tickets come on down because it is an affordable package. It's going to be quite of an experience out there, I'm sure. Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, as an NFL player, you get two comp tickets, and if you got to buy 10 others, you that hits your pocket. If I got to buy, sure. I mean, $20 tickets, I never bought one. <laughs> never had one. So I think that's, that's realistic. A lot of people spend $20 at the corner store on chips and candy, so just put things in perspective. I think it's a good opportunity to come see some football. And it's in L.A. Weather will be, will be good. Didn't need help. It's a beautiful stadium. So come out and try it. For sure, man. I get think you. you will be happy. Yeah, everyone, listen to Josh. Get your tickets today. Go watch him throw that football around Dignity Health Sports Park. Thank you again for your time today. I'm sure we'll talk to you soon. All right, boss. Thanks for having me. Where football goes to be reborn. Where football goes to be reimagined. Where one goes to find more of what they need. A place with endless possibilities and hidden gems. A place where only one's limitations determine how much is explored. A place that gives you all the football you can handle and more. This is the XFL Show's Patreon, guiding you to February 2020. So, so let me ask you guys, do you spend $20 on chips and candy at the at the local corner store, as like he does, like he says? Because you can get a ticket for that same price. Is what he gets into. <laughs> for, for chips and candy, yeah, I just thought about that. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> On a on one of those long study nights where I'm looking for a lot of good content to put into the to an episode, yeah, I might go at the at the uh, corner store. They were called bodegas when I was out in New York, Bryant. But they, <laughs> that's a uh, super cool. Josh Johnson uh, joining the LA Wildcats, and I mean, really candid. I, I you you got it out of yeah. him. He gave us he gave us the tea, as the cool kids say. Yeah, pretty much. He said that you know, as a practice squad member, you have to, you have one chance, one quarter in a preseason to make a career, yeah. and sometimes that's just not enough. So it the Expos giving him that sense. opportunity. It just makes sense. I'm I love that perspective. Playing time, PT, is what it's all about, Jake. Yeah, I think the linguist uh, Marshall Mathers said something similar to that. Also, he did. He did, and what, we were, what was that? You, you got you got one chance to yeah, one shot, 
one moment, Something. the moment you lose it and all that, mom's spaghetti. Why Why risk throwing up mom's spaghetti that one time in a preseason game when you could play an entire season in the XFL? And if I'm bringing up a rap, a rap reference on this show, you know it's something important. Absolutely. And this was. And that's a, you know what, Bryant? That's a, that's a situation to watch at quarterback in L.A. with Luis Perez and Josh Johnson. I, I wouldn't want to have to make that decision. Uh, talk about trade bait, too. Oh, man, this is going to be a great competition. Oh, we've had, we had both of them on this show. Uh, Luis Perez was, I think, one of our first good Prisk interviews. Uh, so, yeah, it, it, there, there's a situation uh, brewing in Vegas and then in, and then Long Beach when they come uh, back. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, no, in Houston when they go to training camp. So, uh, but it, again, Josh Johnson, thank you so much for his for his time and 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 giving us just a candid interview as to why he chose uh, the path that he did. Beautiful, beautiful. That was a beauty, and that was part one of our good crisp interviews this week that's right plural we've got two of them jake we are closer than ever to discussing these uniforms but we have to hear from one of the head coach general managers now in the league i'm sorry but you want to hear about the battle hawks don't you anytime we have a chance to speak to a head coach it's worth listening to absolutely (laughs) and this one it's worth it for sure because Jonathan Hayes is a coach who's getting a huge opportunity, unlike some of the other coaches in this league, hasn't had just yet, and he is going at it with a ton of experience and enthusiasm and, I think, a really good mindset that we're going to hear all about right here in Part 2. Good crisp interview with St. Louis Battlehawks head coach general manager Jonathan Hayes. Good crisp football. Hello, Coach Hayes. How's minicamp been? Well, we're just in phase one right now, so it, but it's been great. It's good to get back on the field. It's good having the guys uh, in the facility. It's good uh, being back working. Absolutely. I know a lot of those players have been just, I mean, chomping at the bit to get out there on, on the field, even for a mini camp, you know, no, no contact or anything, but I'm sure there are a lot of smiles on the field as you guys got underway there in St. Louis. Oh, without a doubt. And, you know, since it's mostly walkthrough right now, we're still trying to slow them down, make them know that, hey, we're, we're, it's not full speed quite yet. We're just trying to uh, get your assignment sound and get you ready to play. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Just the, the team building portion has begun. Everybody's getting to know each other. And it's been an awesome week for that. Mini camps, not only that, but, I mean, the, the uniform reveal was really cool. How, how fun was that to have that as a, a team event where everybody was in the room seeing those jerseys for the first time? It was great until the lights went off and then the guys <laughs> had a hard time seeing Half the guys had a hard time seeing it, so we had to put them over in the other side of the room where the lights were on. <laughs> <laughs> Well, when they got revealed, they were some beauties. We we've we're breaking down the jer- the jerseys all week long on the show, and I gotta say th- that helmet you guys are gonna be rocking, especially, is absolutely gorgeous. I'm a big fan. Well, thanks. I am too. Um, when when they first announced the names and then uh, everything at, about the Battlehawks, and you know when I, as a uh, pro player uh, playing at at Kansas City, um, my nickname became Hawkeye, and then they shortened it to Hawk, and then all of a sudden I became the head coach here in St. Louis, and we became the Battle Hawks. So we felt like it was a really good omen. 
Oh, absolutely. I like that. I did not know that, Coach. So it's it's fitting that you're the, the head man in charge there of the St. Louis Battlehawks, and you're putting it all together from scratch. How fun has that been, the process of drafting, scouting, hiring your staff? That's a lot, but you've got to be enjoying that. It, it's been awesome. And I tell you what, having great people around you make, make this uh, uh, such a good uh, – great opportunity and it just makes it so enjoyable to come to work every day and working with people that you really believe in and trust and and and, and want to grow continue to grow with and a lot of the people here i have wonderful friendships with and one of them uh, you know i've known <laughs> since i was a baby because he's my older brother <laughs> yep i was gonna that was my next question it's got to be pretty cool coaching with your brother and all and a lot of the, your staff is very experienced with tim lewis on the staff you've got ex-players like azahir akeem i mean you've got quite the team there helping you put this thing together don't you yeah um you know i got uh two guys that have been head coaches timmy was a head coach last year in the in the alliance uh league and you know, Chuck Long, who's on my staff, was a head coach at San Diego State. And, you know, uh, hiring uh, Matt and uh, uh, Rach and Doug Meacham and uh, my brother Jay. And I mean, there's a lot of experience on this staff. And we got a good mix of young guys, too, with Chris Crocker and Oza Kane and Brian Braswell and Grant Williams. So it, it's a really good mixture of people. And, you know, it's and you know Timmy and Chuck and Jay they all been guys I can lean on and ask for advice and needless to say I still call Coach Lewis Marvin Lewis just to bounce things off him too so yeah, I, I was actually that you're 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 taking all my questions in, in a row, Coach, because that was where I was going to go to next. Because this is such a brand new in, endeavor for you, but you were a part of a very consistent football program with Marvin Lewis, and, and I was wondering how how much that program in Cincinnati has influenced your approach towards balancing your roles as head coach and general manager. You know, the one thing I, I learned from from Coach Lewis was uh, to make sure everyone. Uh, understood that we were all in lockstep. And, I, you know, Marvin every morning would go upstairs and sit down with, with the owner and tell him our plan, what we were trying to do, how we were trying to do it, so that we could, uh, they would understand what, what it was we were trying to do. And um, needless to say, the one thing we built there was uh, consistency and uh, continuity for the most part, um, which allowed us success. Now, <clears throat> the other things that you have to be able to do when you're in Cincinnati, you have to wear more than one hat. As a coach, uh, we did a, a ton of scouting and evaluation of players, which allowed me uh, the, the good fortune, you know, coming from college, you do the same thing and allowed me the good fortune to really work out a bunch of guys all the time. And, you know, a lot of my peers would always call me and ask me about the player, this player I went and worked out or that player. And being in, in, in Cincinnati, we didn't just work out our own position. We had to watch the other people's guys' positions too. And sometimes we had to work them out. And, and as a tight ends coach and 
been a special teams coordinator when I was in college and coaching the offensive line, uh, I, I did quite a bit of that also. And I even did some uh, at some other places. I, I've done uh, defensive line drills. So, you know, um, working at, at, at working in Cincinnati gave you a great uh, opportunity to really challenge yourself and think outside the box and, and really uh, have to go outside the box to uh, just see players. Yeah, and that and that I'm sure really helped you in the uh, you know the scouting process and the that jumbo draft that we went through back in October and in terms of determining which kind of players you wanted to go after and who you thought would fit your team and you, you really coach. I mean, we were breaking down the the draft afterwards on the show and I absolutely love what you did in, in the draft and starting at the quarterback position. Now you've got, I mean, at, since the draft, you have a, a really solid three man room there that everybody's talking about with Jordan Tamu and Taylor Heineke and Brogan Roback, but it, specifically the youngster and Jordan Tamu, uh, he gives you youth and potential at quarterback, unlike any other team has in the league, at least on paper. What do you expect from the former Ole Miss quarterback? The good thing about Jordan is he's very athletic. He's got good, good arm talent. And now we're just going to try to help him develop that and, and grow and, and, and build that and continue to uh, uh, create a better throwing platform for him so that you know, he, he can make all the throws. Uh, we we got to continue to make sure he ha, uh, has all those tools to put in his toolkit. Um, and the great thing is about this draft, and I'd be remiss if I didn't mention, lucky for me, my uh, DPP, uh, Trey Brown, uh, been by my side through this whole thing, along with uh, Jeff Bauer and, and, and Richard Shelton, those guys, I, I, I couldn't have got through it without those guys. They've done an excellent job of evaluation, of reaching out to so many of these guys to make sure they were still going to be involved and still wanted to be, uh, play and just getting their background and the things you need to know going into these things. You know, because for us, normally we, in pro uh, uh, sports, you have a whole year to gather all that information. You know, uh, we started this venture back in June. And, <laughs> and I mean, we, we hit the ground running. And to those guys' credit, they did a wonderful job. And then along with our trainers that, that I, I got on board with Greg and Chris, they also did a great job of getting their information, the history, uh, injury histories on players so that we could – really do a good job of evaluating these guys and you have a serious array of defensive talent as well coach i mean from terrence garvin and will hill and then kenny robinson you land in that draft i mean did it when you were done with the draft like i i looked at your roster and said wow how do they get all these guys i was shocked that some of those players weren't taken by other teams but you have quite the defense at least on paper in terms of players with experience and potential well you know the, the one thing about pro athletics is, is you know, you've been following it for a long time. Uh, the, the key to, to pro athletics is not how much talent you can accumulate. It's how much talent you can accumulate 
and create great chemistry with so that you can be successful. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's what's going on at mini camp right now, I'm sure. And then in training camp, when you get there in Houston, coach, it's going to be a lot of fun as you build your team. And, you know, among the league now, we're, we're looking at the, the competition beginning pretty much right now. I know Battlehawks, your team Twitter account has had a lot of fun circling dates on the calendar for big matchups you're looking forward to. And we even heard Coach Moss call you out when he was introduced as the coach in L.A. Do you feel that sense of competition among the other coaches already? Well, you know, the reason Coach Moss had to call me out is because he was complaining about us <laughs> whooping their butts so many times when he was at Oakland I was in Kansas City. I can't help that. <laughs> you know, it is what it is. It wasn't like I'm, I was bragging about it. He's the one that was complaining about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's. If I feel like he's holding, he might be holding that grudge waiting to face you guys later in the middle of the season. We're looking forward to that one big time, at least amongst us here on the show. We talk about what St. Louis and L.A. are going to do against each other, but also uh, when you take the field against some of, I mean, a lot of experienced head coaches in this league, a lot of experienced uh you know, front office people, this is going to be a high-level football league with new rules that we've been talking about. We're waiting for that rule book to officially come out, but we know that uh, the coaches at least know what, what to expect, and we know for sure we're going to see a faster game, a faster play clock, and I want to know, how does that affect you as a play caller, knowing that you're going to really have to, you know, be on the ball and have players in great condition being alert with what we're hearing is a 25-second play clock? Well, but here's the thing: you, you can't. Yes, you you have to be aware of your time. I think there's a way of still being aware of your time, getting players in and out of the game, and allowing yourself to still be true to who you really want to be offensively, defensively, and on special teams. You just have to make sure that you rehearse it over and over and over again with the players. So that when it does come uh, for the for the game to really start, um, it's still going to take time for the 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 ball spotter to come out and spot the ball. It's still going to all those things come into play. I mean, if you have a big play, for example, if you have a big play, for example, now all of a sudden. Um, he, the ball spotter still has to travel a, a good distance to get there also. So it still takes time. And so I, I, I truly believe that, you know, we'll, we're in good shape and we'll be ready to handle it. Um, I know that it'll be uh, a quicker pace game than people are accustomed to in some senses, but it'll be very similar to uh, – probably a, a mixture of a, a little bit of the college game and um, when you watch pro game and people are going uh, no huddle and and trying to just speed up and get more plays in it's going to be exciting I cannot wait for that rule book to officially come out but I can't wait to see the 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 quality of the play, the pace of the play. We know these players are going to be great in great condition because you're getting them ready right now in mini camps, training camps on January 4th in Houston, Coach. And then you are going to be putting a football team out there for the city of St. Louis come February, which is awesome because they are the only team in the XFL that is without an NFL team in that same city. So does it make your does your situation there being in St. Louis make it 
more significant in terms of, I don't know, what fans are expecting or at least the the attention that you're drawing within your city? Do you feel like there's you have a duty to the to the crowd there in St. Louis to give them some good football? Well, I, I, of course, you, you have a duty to say to, to create a product that they, they want to be proud of. Um, if we're going to be, become part of this community and, 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 and stand apart from others, you know, we have to truly create a, a, a way to uh, continue to grow and, and, and win games and, and be productive and get better each week. And the only way you can do that is by winning. Let's let's be honest. <laughs> that, I mean, that's the reason why we're 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 doing these things. And it all starts right now, Coach. Well, I'm gonna let you get back to uh, planning for the rest of the mini camp. We look forward to talking to you sometime down the road. It, it's been a pleasure discussing everything going on with the St. Louis BattleHawks with you. And uh, good luck the rest of the way. Thank you very much. There you have it, Bryant, the head coach of your rival Battle Hawks, who said it's not his fault the Chiefs were just beaten up on the Raiders <laughs> when when your coach Moss was out there. I'm not trying to stir the pot here. I'm just I'm just reiterating what Coach said there. Well, I'll tell you what though he's he's not going to be coaching like a crazy man. I'll tell you that much. But he is uh, an intense individual, a very determined individual, and I appreciate his time as well. You're right, on. Don't steer the pot here. They're both great individuals. And, and it looks like Coach Moss and Coach Hayes, man, that's going to be a, a nice little battle to watch uh, as the season progresses. I because will be to one team like it's, a crazy man. To one team, it's personal. To the other one, it's just business. Uh, it's going to be a great battle all season long. Yeah, those are uh, that, that those are not you know division rivals or anything. They're going to be playing once this season. <laughs> but, oh, I can't wait for that game already. And also, I mean, you, I tried to get – coach to gush kind of about his roster there but that's what i love about it is his mentality going into it he has to know we've we've talked about the battle hawks roster in terms of experience exposure a lot of these players have had and proof on tape that they they have players who could go especially on defense coach hayes as i kind of hyped them up didn't really take to it jake he said building a team is all about you know, building that connection between each other and going out and succeeding together. It's not about who's good or who has the experience or, you know, being a paper champion, especially essentially it's about going out there and executing. And that's kind of what they're putting together in mini camps right now. I cannot stress enough how important this moment in time is for all these players in the league as they learn their playbooks. Well, yeah, if you don't know the playbook, uh, you don't got much. You got to, you know, I'm, I'm not saying they're going to be doing a lot of, uh, trust exercise or falling backwards into each other's <laughs> arms like summer camp or anything. But clearly this is where it starts. You're going to take it to the next level in Houston. And then in uh, how many weeks, nine weeks, nine weeks, nine weeks, they're going to be out there on the field. Can't believe it's that close. That's just two months. It's less, it's essentially two months, isn't it? Brian, according to math, according to calendar, it is about at least uh... in the Gregorian calendar. <laughs> a little over two months uh, to go, but man, what a show. I'm so glad we were able to talk about all of that. I can't wait to let's, let's get out of here and let's get to episode hundred. Uh, not quite. Oh, wait, wait a second. Wait a second. Yeah. Yeah. You try, are you trying to, are you trying to <laughs> avoid hearing Jake give his analysis that he's been waiting 99 episodes plus some bonus content as well to finally give and, and, and 
I mean, this is it. This is his time. Jake has been waiting for it. Jake, are you finally ready to talk XFL uniforms? Yes, let's get to the uniforms. Play the jingle. All right, here we go. <laughs> Discussing the uniforms that were revealed this week. It's your jingle for this week's Hot Read. Blue 58! Blue 58! Go! Hey, Rick Flair! Rick Flair! Pepper, flip, caliber. Motown, happy, jolly, drunk, buster, Burger, tiger! I think he's got a hound too, Rodney, I think. All right, we already did an instant reaction show to the uniforms, but Jake wasn't on that one. And also, we've had time, Brian and I, to sit back and take in these jerseys some more and pick them apart and pick out what we like and maybe dislike, and we just need to dive deeper into them because they are so, so, I want to say, gorgeous. All eight uniforms. <laughs> 16, I guess, if you count Rodan home. I think they all are home runs. But some are better than others, and also we have our own opinion. So let's get into it. The jerseys made by Custom Outfitters, available on shop.xfl.com. Uh, they are really, really, I think, getting the reception that I was hoping for, Bryant. They, they seem to, all across the board, be well-received, and there's something to like about every jersey of course people have their favorites but i haven't seen too much negativity and that's saying something in today's day and age on social media there really hasn't been too much negativity at least not from the diehard followers that have been watching and waiting for this moment for so long uh there were some snippets out there we saw a video of the coaches uh going in, in i guess during the coaches summit and looking at all the jerseys there was a cool one where there were scaring staff members i don't know if you caught that one too alan it was a lot of fun uh, there was also a little tidbit a little sneak peek the morning of uh, jerseys revealing uh, which is pretty cool so they're always just giving us this a little bit but yeah finally the reveal happened uh late tuesday night uh it, it went all the way through excuse me late tuesday night uh, so i'm not gonna i'm not gonna delay this anymore because i know i want this <laughs> man to start talking alan so unless you got anything left to say i'm going to give the floor to jake well jake take it over but just know that coach moss said about the wildcats jerseys to the rest of the league you're done you're done so I want to start there with you, Jake. The L.A. Wildcats. Is Coach Moss right? Are those by far and away the best jerseys? Well, to be fair, I think those jerseys could have been uh, tie-dye with polka dots on them, and, and Coach Moss still would have said hey. that everybody else is done. Hey. So, uh... Actually, that would have been pretty cool <laughs> if they were playing on, like, Santa Monica. That would have been made more sense. <laughs> the L.A. Beach Bums. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, so overall, you know, I don't think there is any duds in here. Of, of course, there's some that I like better than others. Uh, Alan, let me ask you this, because Brian and I were talking before you met up with us here on the chat. It, has anything confirmed, like, are the are the white jerseys the road jerseys, or is that just what we're assuming, or, or not necessarily? Um, yeah, so if you go to XFL.com, each team has an article... Uh, about their jerseys and it it explicitly says what the away jerseys are and what the home jerseys are and for each team the whites are the aways okay all right uh, so i mean you get almost a little bit of a, a color rush vibe i guess for from some of these like if you look at a 
I guess maybe just DC and uh, Tampa Bay. Now, now let me ask you too: Is Tampa Bay too? Uh, pardon the pun, but is it too extreme for this version of the XFL? I I don't think so because I thought there there could have been a lot more, uh, I guess, gimmicky kind of elements to these jerseys. Like we talked about scales on the initial yeah. on the initial reaction show, and these jerseys are sand scales. They're just basically, I mean, I would say kind of just formal team color jerseys. There's not a lot extra going on here. I don't think they're too over the top. This is a team that rocks the green, and they rock it well, and I think in a respectable fashion, Jake. It's not some sort of goofy, you know, third-rate type of looking create-a-team-in-Madden create a type jersey. I think these are very elegant for really unique team colors that you don't often see uh, in pro sports yeah i agree i don't think it's too much i think if you would have reversed the colors and had it primarily that lime green that it may it may have been too much plus all those seats in the stadium are red you might get some flash there uh but bryant i i think you may disagree with us is that correct you're not very big on on this well, my perspective on this was a little different because I, I they were the biggest just because I, you know me, I break down my rankings, I break down my my uh, my my values of by like home, away, helmets, and and overall cohesiveness. Those are the four categories that I look at. And as a home jersey for Tampa Bay, not a huge fan. I mean, I am I don't I don't see anything wrong with it. I just don't think it's one of the better ones. But as an away jersey, I love the white as it pertains to those greens and those accents i really love the away jerseys so they had the biggest disparity to me between home and away yeah and i think you guys are gonna disagree with me on this especially alan i kind of feel like the dragons away jersey you know their away uniforms are really good they almost look like the u to me uh the home jerseys i'm not big on i just the thing is i don't like that white background on the helmet but but i understand why they did it because if you would put a you know a navy blue or a, a green as your background, that dragon really wouldn't pop. But uh, Alan, you really like them, correct? Oh my goodness. The helmet is absolutely amazing. Yeah. I, th this is so awesome. And the white the white helmet, it stands out because, uh, Jake, correct me if I'm wrong, nobody else is rocking the white helmet in this no, league. It, so you're, you're, cor you're correct. I think that stands out. I think that the fact that the, the dragon, we talked about this. What do you think about the dragon neck starts below the player's ear? Like, they're using different parts of this helmet for the logo. You never see used by by teams when it comes to placement of the logo on the helmet. It's unique, and it all blends in. And I think, Bryant, didn't you say the whole thing, the helmet with the jersey makes like a giant dragon body? Yeah, I think it's on the away side. The uh, dragon goes all the way down through the ear, through the sides of the pants, uh, through that squiggly, you know, side uh, part of the pants that just looks like there's a dragon the whole way through it. It's pretty, pretty unique and pretty awesome. I think. Yeah. So for me, I, I look at it. You know, I think uh, I'll group these in two categories. I, I'll say uh, DC, Houston, Tampa. New York and LA are, are in one class of all very good. And then I would put St. Louis, Dallas, and Seattle, at least for me personally, on the uh, on the bottom half of that. Well, okay. All right. You're, you're separating them a little bit. Can we talk about the rankings? Can we talk about the, the Guardians? 
a helmet then, Jake? <laughs> I think this is the best helmet. I, I'm probably yeah, with I mean, you. And, and I don't, like I said, I wasn't even big on that logo because it looks like a, an Egyptian sphinx or something with those stripes. But the way they did it, you know, from the back, kind of looking like a Michigan, I, I think it's I think it's great. I like the, uh, you know, I'll just go to the jerseys. I think that's good. I like the gray road jerseys also. But, yeah, at least for me personally, I think uh, New York has the best helmet. I wish the the heads the, 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 they didn't go all the way to the back. I wish they were cut off a little bit. It was just kind of that ferocious head going forward. Um, but now he just looks like he has some slick back hair. But either way, I still oh, think I like that, that. that is probably the best helmet for sure. I, just I wish would, it didn't I go would all the extend way back. it the whole way to the back. Well, maybe it would look better if it was all the way to the bottom. But but where they cut it off, I just didn't like. I, you know, I want to also point out that the, this um, the guardian, the gargoyle, it's got red teeth. Didn't it always have red teeth? It ha- it did, I know, but like red teeth on a on a helmet. Out of the defenders. This is the most violent looking helmet. I, it's literally got blood all over its mouth. Is what it looks like. This is intense. The the Guardian's helmet on duty, ready to take a bite out of people with these helmets. I love it. I love the home jersey, especially Jake. The Grays are good too. Um, yeah. The Houston Grays, though, what about those? I, we, we talked about that on the the other show, too, the initial reaction. What do you think about Houston not wearing white? I, I'm fine with it. I, I think, you know, like I said, they were in my uh, my top half of the logos. I, I know some people were talking about uh, the, the size or the placement of the logo on the helmet. I don't have a problem with that at all. I, th- I think Houston did a really, uh, they did a really good job on those. Okay, now which one hasn't he hit yet, Brian? I guess DC. We can get Jake's opinion on. Well, we go with DC. I think that's the one I, I'm, I'm really interested in because I flip flop back and forth on this one a lot. This one seems Based like on the most but also a lot of effects. I this don't know. is the most polarizing. I've seen people say too basic, and other people say just amazing, awesome, clean. I'm probably in that camp, Jake. How about you? Yeah, I, I guess I would go with the clean. I, I'd like to see what they could do switching up uh, some of the. With some of the pants, you know, especially on the road, maybe wearing uh wearing red pants on there looks looks a little bit, you know, looks a little bit like Oklahoma, I guess with uh with all the whites there. Not necessarily a bad thing, but yeah, DC played it, they played it very safe, but I I still think it works very good for them. I, I wouldn't want to try to do anything uh, more brash. Brian, what what do you think about your team, the Wildcats? Oh, I love them. I I'm not. That's just not a homer. That's that's another legit like there's the the we talked about the the scratch marks going down the sides of the pants on the helmets it just looks legit i love the ombre look that they have going down the entire uniform uh the orange face masks gives it that little extra on the helmet that you really want to you know that you love and and if to a non xfl fan that doesn't know anything about it you know where this team is from and that's why i love the la logo and exactly where it's placed uh, right in the middle, uh, not going over the top of the head, not on the side. I just love uh, the whole concept of the uh, the Wildcats. Jake, I want to say something controversial here. Bryant, I don't know how you're going to take this. L.A., I think, should exclusively wear those white pants, home and away. They are the best pants in the league. Uh, I love them. 
they are I, so I cool. Think, I think if you're wearing, I think if you wearing the black jersey, you got to go with you got to go with the pants. You know, uh, I mean, I'd have, have to, to see it, Alan. Yeah, somebody if, might if have. If somebody out there can can there. can mimic that and, and and you know put the black jersey on the white pants just to look at it, I don't mind them. They're great pants. Like I said, that ombre, the the scratch marks going all the way down to the bottom, pretty pretty intense, but. Let me see. Does the black also have that orange stripe on the side? Uh, yeah, see, the black ones have a red so stripe the on the side, so well, it's going to be a little different. So, Alan, I'm gonna I'm gonna let this one slide because you can't really tell that well. But you think the it would clash? On the white pants are orange. It would the clash on the home jersey is is red. So, so it I might get, clash a little. Okay. Bit. Well, all I know is that these are my favorite pants in the league. I, there's something about them. I don't know that these these are unlike something you'd ever pants online. Let me check. I don't know if we could get these, but I just like any pants with claw marks, Jake. They're awesome. And here's the other controversial stance I took, and it was because of the L.A. Uh, uniforms. Uh, I said the L.A. Wildcats have the best face mask. What do you think of that statement? Uh, I'm just scanning through right now, and I, I'll agree with you on that. Yeah. It, it gives it so much. I'll, I'll so agree little. with you because it's orange. You know, you, you got some other people that uh, that have some different colors, but the LA one just uh, pops there. And I, I know everybody wants to hear me say about St. Louis and Dallas because I I didn't mention them yet. I put them in the lower half. I you know I I don't think they're as good as the other ones. Uh, for as menacing as that Renegade logo is, there's just something between that hue of blue and red and black that you know doesn't work for me. Uh, the, the St. Louis, I don't think it's, you know, I think it's in the bottom half, but it really doesn't matter what they're wearing either because they're, they're taking over everything that used to be in that town. <laughs> uh, I, I, <laughs> I, I came out in tie dyes and no one would have cared. That's the true East right there. I want to take you back to Tampa Bay before we go to St. Louis, Jake. What about their face mask? I look at their helmet and I feel like, shouldn't the face mask be the lime green? No, mm. Not necessarily. Uh, I like, you know, I like mat. I like matching that uh, that yellow color, that that accent color that they got on uh, on their helmets there and on their numbers. So no, I think that's a good choice. I I do want. I do really. I I think the next ball I get, Brian, I'm getting that Viper ball. The more and more I look at it, it looks cool. Especially if you go to the website, the guy's holding a darker uh, Viper ball. I think it's it looks. Not, it's not even. I think it's like black with the viper colors. I don't know if that's like a special ball they're holding on the official uniform video they put out. Um, we didn't talk St. Louis too much though, Jake. Let's get to them. Um, I would I would say this helmet's up there in the running for one of the best. Mm. And I I think the uh, outlines of the numbers on the jerseys really pop their numbers more than most teams. Uh, I, I'll agree with you on the numbers. I think their road jerseys are better than their home jerseys. And, and I think the wings are a little too big uh, yep. on, on the helmet for my taste. That's why I like it. Using no, the space. Over-exaggerating. It looks like... Uh, what was... Wait, hold on, Alan. You're saying using the space. DC, Dallas, and LA. Those three teams use the minimal amount of space, and it looks great. You don't need to have this huge-looking thing on the side of your helmet. Some, sometimes it's it's cool to be different. I like this. And also, don't forget, if you look at if you look at the helmet a certain way, you see STL. If you look look at it from the back, and and to really make the wings that large, it really makes that element pop as well. 
What, what was the uh, what was the the Greek god? What was it? Hermes or something? You know, the guy that he was like the messenger for Zeus. Paul Schaefer voiced him in in the Disney movie. That that's what this reminds me of. Somebody with a helmet on with wings on it. Uh, yeah. The other thing too, I will say, is the Houston logo to me is also too big on the side of the helmet. It goes up too high. It should kind of condense a little bit and not be all the way to the top. I I think uh, yeah. If I'm picking one thing out for the Houston uh, uniforms, I would want white jerseys. I know I'm in. The, I think I'm in the minority on that one. Um, what about for the? I mean, we we really praise the Guardians jerseys, Jake. Is there anything from the Guardians you'd like to see different? Um, I, I don't know what what it could be. Uh, not not really. You, you got red teeth. Uh, <laughs> you got red teeth, man. <laughs> you red got red teeth. teeth. You got great road. Uh, you know, great road colors. I, I don't think so. I think that's really it. I mean, my last that's question. Enough. My, okay, what, hold hold on here. You're delaying this, but go ahead. Finish. Yep, yep, that's fine. Go ahead. Uh, my last question, Alan: Are they are any of these teams missing uh, an opportunity by, you know, not having the logo only on one side of their helmet? <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> You're, there's only one team in all of football that's that could get away with that, Jake. Right? There's no no one else even has attempted. I I guess not. Yeah. I guess. So. <laughs> yeah, that's not that's not an right. option. Also, I'm a. Are you guys done? I, I, no, I want to tell you this too, uh, Bryant, Jake. The fact that there are now there are multiple teams with helmets that I think use the space on the sides of the helmets to create a full effect that that without one side the other side doesn't make sense. Like this, the wings on these Battlehawks uh, helmets. Oh, yeah, you are you can't have small wings you got to have it wrap around the whole helmet it makes the whole helmet an effective piece of fashion and and it's a beautiful work of art if you ask me and, and i just think that they they approach the helmet designs especially in really creative ways some might say the jerseys are uh, a little bit less poppy and extravagant than people expected i like that and i like that they they put that kind of energy into the helmets now, Bryant, you could say what you want to say. Well, we've delayed this long enough. I think it's about time. There's no reason not to. Jake, uniforms are out. Yeah. Who, my friend, are you cheering for this coming season? Oh, I don't think I ever said this was going to be the deciding factor. Oh, my G. I still have nine weeks before kickoff season. <laughs> nine weeks! <laughs> People are waiting. People are texting me. What team is Jake cheering people, for so I can choose who that Who are team these too? people? I have my sources. Don't you worry about it. And, and, and well, sources don't really matter. I have friends too sometimes. And they're asking, what team is Jake going to cheer for so I can cheer for that team as well? Come on, Jake. You said team jerseys. You're waiting for team jerseys. That was one of the things that I was waiting for. I'm also waiting for uh, mascots and fight songs. There's no, <laughs> There's not even a rule book yet. Jake's got to also see the rule book. You're right. What if there's a rule that says if you're wearing a dragon on your helmet, you know, you only get three downs? Yeah. Then, my, you know, the <laughs> whole like thing. Canadian rules. <laughs> uh, oh, here, one last serious question about these jerseys, Jake. Do you want to see sponsors on the jerseys? 
like on the opposite side of where the t the league logo is on the no, breastplate. I, no, I, I don't. I don't think any league wants to have or you know, no fans of any league want to see sponsors on the jerseys. But if if it's something they have to do, then that's fine. I mean, that could be a source of revenue. You understand why the NBA yeah, yeah. started doing that. So, I, I I don't think I would mind it. I guess I've I've I. I have uh, held back or, you know, fallen back on that, that stance a little bit. I don't need to die on that hill as much as I'm probably used to as a fan, at least. Uh, it wouldn't bother me so long as they're appropriate sponsors. You know, you don't want to see like Jim's bail bonds. Chico's bail bonds is one of the, one of the sponsors. Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, you gotta, you know, you gotta get the revenue wherever you get it from, you know, if, if no, Houston no. Puts... Correct that yeah. statement. You don't get the revenue wherever. No, that's not how this works. Listen, if if Ben Gay wants to sponsor the Houston Roughnecks, I'm all for that. That's fine because you had you had Tough Acton, Tenacton sponsoring football players for years. Those I'm cool with the game. They're three different products. Just... That's true too. Well, you got to limit yourself. Creams, you limit yourself. Let's limit it to just creams and powders then for for the sponsors. <laughs> 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 we could. Here come your gold blonde guardians. Yeah, that'd be perfect. Uh, Atlanta Kane Dragons. Yes, generic Atlanta Kane defenders. Oh man, your Vix vapors. <laughs> That's like the, that might be the only way you could make these jerseys better. Then would be that. alliteration, Alliter <laughs> alliteration with with the sponsorships. That's it. Alliterative sponsors. That's what we're going to <laughs> take note. That's what we want as fans. The Vicks Vapor Rub Vipers, baby. Can you imagine the Aaron Murray commercials, Jake? <laughs> Can you imagine the smell in that stadium? <laughs> The first, the first twenty thousand fans through the door get a tube, get a or a jar. What's that called? Jake, lube up your chest and enjoy the game. The Gold Bond Guardians. Oh man, uh, all fine products. We're not making light of that. There Is go. there a deodorizer that we could use for the defenders? Maybe that'd be good too. Degree deodorant defenders. There you go. There Degree. You go. Just keep going. Oh, all right, we got to stop before it gets out of hand. But it, we've been waiting for that segment for a long time, and it ended in uh, I'm in tears, laughing, and, and ended just the way I thought it would 99 weeks ago. Yep, there it is. Jake Didn't mapped it out any better. This wait, great. last question, Jake, and because you're the one that hyped it up and talked about it the most, the jerseys did were did they deliver as expected? Did they exceed your expectations overall? I think they delivered as expected. Like I said, nothing too crazy. We weren't going for the original XFL here. Although the red teeth were very close. Yeah, red red teeth. I mean, that is that is just special. I I got to say, we're, I know we're doing a ranking show for Patreon, Bryant, but as of this moment, I, I think the Guardians might be my front runners. Well, I've kind of done mine. I'm going to go through it again a couple of times before I actually decide on who my uh, number one through eight are. Uh, but check that out. It is going to be on the Patreon uh, this week coming up. I think, Alan, right? We're going to do a nice little rankings, as we always do on the Patreon. When we did, we did it with coaches. We've done it with team names. We've done it with everything. Yep. And we're going to do it with uh, team jerseys 
and colors and logos and all that stuff combined the into whole one shebang. cohesive show. Yes. And, uh, you know, actually looking at, the, I mean, the, the Battlehawks have a freaking sword on their helmet, though. Running down the middle of it, Jake. That they, They're my number one, actually, as of now, just this moment. But that uh, might change. I'm sure, that, I'm sure that'll change in seven days. Then, yeah, I mean, <laughs> we'll see. Those L.A. pants are really good, too. Oh, it's tough to pick. Uh, the cool thing is, yep. if if you want to score one, they are up on XFL Shop. So that that was quick. I I I got to be honest. I didn't expect them to be up for sale that quickly, Brian. Yeah, expected ship date for these jerseys is twelve thirteen. So they might arrive before Christmas. Take the family photo in front of a Christmas tree with wearing all your Wildcats jerseys. Come on now, let's do it real quick, too, Alan. I just want to say uh, jerseys are great, man. But when's the rule book coming out? Uh, pretty soon. I'll tell you when the rule book's coming out, though. Definitely within the next nine weeks, because you need one to play games, right? So we know for sure. Nine weeks. That is true, Alan. And you do bring up 99 weeks that we've been doing this show next week. Uh, stay tuned, because we're, we're trying to do a couple of big things for next week. It is going to be episode 100. So uh, as, as we normally do things on this show, we're going to do it uh, very grandiose, I think. Oh, we know how to do a big show. For episode 100, and that's coming next week, baby. He knows what it takes to build a great and competitive football team. Jake, you think you could bring a potato gun to next week's show? It's episode 100. <laughs> yeah, I'll be I'll be back in five minutes. <laughs> Roman candles, screaming memes, and hopefully some great guests, big announcements, and a whole lot of XFL talk for you on our 100th episode that'll be coming next week and uh yeah we're super pumped for that and we are super pumped that you subscribe to the show and listen and hopefully you've been listening all 100 weeks or if you're just joining us on this bandwagon on this road to 2020 hey there's plenty of room we welcome you with open arms and we cannot wait to ride into kickoff and beyond with you. Thank you so much for subscribing to the show and all the other places you could find us at XFL show on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Am I forgetting? Oh, the YouTube Bryant also with interviews cut up full shows. And of course the Patreon we're everywhere. And uh, let's give them that number as well. If you want to call in and give us your rankings of the jerseys, seven, two, four, five, six, five, four XFL. That's the XFL fan line. Did I forget anything, Brian? Nothing, Alan. I know you're probably going to say it, but I'll say it again. Thank you, Josh Johnson. Thank you, uh, Coach Hayes, for for being our guest this week. Uh, This show wouldn't have been complete without you guys, so thank you. Uh, Check out next week's Good Chris interview, too. We'll interview, who knows? Just got to stay tuned to social media, like Alan was saying, at XFL Show. Yeah, if we didn't have them, it actually probably would have been another 20 to 30 minutes of Jake coming up with sponsorships. (laughs) <laughs> for for the jerseys, which actually might be an, an episode unto itself, Jake. I think we discovered something there. Yeah, Brian, put together a, a Google Doc on that that we can all <laughs> contribute to. This Open source software, you got it, my friend. All right, time to get to work on that, and we'll be back next week for episode 100. Until then, thanks for listening. For Brian, for Jake, I'm Alan. This is the XFL Show. Remember, they're listening.